everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today, as we continue our series on reconstructed faith, we're going to be talking about the brokenness that brought us to this place. I am typically a pretty positive person, pretty optimistic. I tend to see the glass as half full. I love second chances and never giving up hope and all of that kind of good stuff. But brokenness in this world sometimes really can get to me. And this morning, there was just a lot of stuff that I've been thinking about, things I'm involved in and things that I'm not necessarily involved in but know about. And there was just a lot of brokenness that I was feeling, a lot of heaviness. And as I thought about our topic today, which is really dealing with brokenness, I was trying to record earlier and I just couldn't make it work. So then we went to church and I heard this verse that I was like, this is why I couldn't record earlier. Because there is this tension that we have to hold in our broken, broken world. And so we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to go ahead and eventually share with you the verse that I heard and the way God just really encouraged me. But first of all, I just want to be honest. If we are dealing with a deconstruction of our faith or a detangling of our faith or whatever word that you want to use, you're probably broken. There's been some kind of an event or thing in your life that helped you to realize that maybe you don't believe this stuff anymore, that there was a crisis of faith often that was brought on by something really hard and your religious beliefs fail and the formulas fall through. And the other things that you thought you knew were true begin to unwind and unravel as well. And so we are in this place of we're realizing that some of the stuff that I believed is not lining up. It's not working. And then you begin to wonder, what else is real? What else was a lie? What do I even believe anymore? Is any of it real? Is God real? And guys, this is just part of the brokenness that we face in our world. And as we face this brokenness and we attempt to reconstruct a faith, what does that look like? What does it look like for us to recognize that things that we used to think were truth maybe aren't? And yet also try to figure out what kind of truth to hold on to in the middle of this messy, hurting, hard world that we live in. Can we hold in tension the brokenness of the world and the reality and goodness of God? If we don't feel like we have faith or joy or peace, can we still trust in a God that we can't see? We have these crises of faith, guys, and they're not a bad thing. Like they're hard and they're really hard to go through. There's lots of tears. There's lots of sorrow and regret and sadness and pain. And yet at the same time, I think that they are good. I wrote this morning as well about this in my Substack newsletter, just this tension of the brokenness that we face. And yet the reality that God is good. 
that God is real. And that's a tension that I have to hold because it's both true. There is horrible sadness and bad things and just messy stuff that happens in this world. And yet, I do believe in the existence of an all-powerful and very good God. I think if you're like me and you've come to this place where you recognize that the things that you used to think were true aren't, and where your formulas start to fall apart, I think that is some of the hardest things to face because we want things to work out. We want a happy ending. We want God to be as big and powerful and miraculous as we've seen that he was in scripture, in Bible stories, in people's lives. We want him to be like that. And yet the reality is oftentimes he's not. And oftentimes he allows these really hard things to happen and to continue. And the prayers that we pray aren't answered in the way we want them to be answered. And we're left in this place of darkness, feeling lonely and lost and confused. And how do we reconcile that with the fact that God is good? There's a lot of formulas, guys. Whether it's a prosperity formula, a prosperity gospel that's saying, hey, if you give enough and do enough and have enough faith, then God will make you healthy and wealthy and you won't have any negative in your life, all to be blessings and wonderfulness. Whether it's a name it and claim it version of faith, where if you have enough faith and you declare things to be, they will exist. Or whether it's following some crazy set of rules and standards like I did, trying to earn God's blessing and approval and to get success in all of your life. These are formulas that don't hold up in reality. In our lives with the brokenness, with the messiness, with things that fall apart, things that you never thought would fall apart, and yet they fall apart and we're left in this place of frustrating questions. The Marvel movies make me super irritated sometimes, especially the more recent ones, because I feel like the evil powers are so strong. And the good guys just don't have what it takes to defeat the evil. And I get so irritated because I want there to be this good power that's at least as powerful as the bad power, if not more powerful. And I want it to come in and just wipe out the evil and save the day. And yet so often, that's not what happens. It feels like the evil power in the Marvel movies is just so strong and so powerful and the whole movie goes and you think that the good guys are just going to lose. And then finally at the end, they're somehow managed to rally together and defeat the evil. And as much as that irritates me, I think the truth is that's how this life feels sometimes. In our hearts, and our minds, we've been told that God is powerful, that he can do anything he wants to, that he can work miracles. And yet so often the miracles don't come. And instead we're just left with this place of brokenness. And how do we reconcile that? A God who claims to be powerful enough to change it all and yet doesn't. I want to encourage you guys, if you are beginning to rebuild a faith, to reconstruct a faith, what do we reconstruct it around? We've talked about the last few weeks, we've talked about starting with the reality of an experience with God. Like we know there's something there that was real, even if a lot of it was silliness and craziness and spiritual abuse or whatever else it was, something felt real. 
We've talked about the real existence of God. And last week we talked about scripture, how to understand it more accurately, how to apply it to our lives in a better contextual way. But guys, today I want to talk about just the creeds, the simple creeds of the faith. And I think that many of us who have been through religious abuse and spiritual trauma and whatever else we want to call it, have often just gotten entangled in religious ideas that are much more complex than the simple creeds of the faith. And so as we sit here in a world that feels so hard and broken, I want to remind us again of just the simple truths. These are simple truths that are found in scripture. And this creed, this Nicene Creed, has been agreed upon by Christians from all different denominations. This is something that holds us together, that binds us together. Even though we have differences, we have different flavors of our Christianity, we have different understandings of who God is, we hold this truth together. And I want to read it to you because I think this is where we start. We start in this place of holding these truths, whether we feel them at the moment or not. And the creed says, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made. Through him all things were made for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit, he was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Those are like the basic creeds of the faith, the things that we have agreed upon as believers for thousands of years. God the Father, who created the world, God the Son who came to die for us, and God the Holy Spirit who gives us life. The verse that they shared today at church was in Psalms 27. And she shared it out of the New King James Version, which I still kind of have a hard time with after my cult. So I looked it up in the Amplified Version, and it was similar enough. I said, okay, this is good enough. Psalms 27.13 said, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And guys, as I've thought this morning, and my heart has broken this morning, and I've just really felt the weight of the world this morning, and then I heard that verse at church, like, I would have despaired if I had not seen and know that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And as I was writing my substack this morning, and I was thinking about peace that doesn't make sense, peace that passes understanding. It's in Philippians 4, 7, but Philippians 4, 6 talks about the way we get this peace. And the way we get this peace is to tell God the things that we need and to thank him for the good things that he has done. And guys, I love that because once again, we're looking at the goodness of God. 
And so we hold two things in tension. We hold the brokenness and the pain that this world brings us. And on the other hand, we hold the goodness of God who has done such good things that he would come to be a human, to live among us, to die for us, to show us who he was, that the Holy Spirit is here to be with us, to lead us, to guide us, to comfort us, to speak words of life to us. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Brokenness is hard. But guys, all the brokenness that I've ever been through, and I've been through a lot, it has softened me. I think about the rocks along Lake Superior where I love to go up north in the summertime and they are so smooth because they are tumbled and tumbled and tumbled in the waves until they are round and smooth and soft. And I think the same thing is true of me. I look at the brokenness in my life and it has brought me to a place of less answers and more willingness to listen and understand. It's brought me to a place of humility. It's given me more faith. And it's been good. Even the hardest things have been good. Not in the moment, but afterwards. And so I just want to encourage you guys, as you rebuild your faith, as you reconstruct this faith, to learn to embrace the brokenness and the goodness of God, to embrace the broken things in your own life in a way that allows them to make you soft and humble and willing to listen and learn from others. Brokenness to me is not evidence against God and against scripture. Some people say, like, if God was really real, if he was really good, why did all these bad things happen? To me, brokenness is evidence for him because it shows that this world is a mess, like he said it was, because of sin. That it's not working the way it was supposed to work. We know that. We know that so clearly in the middle of our hearts, like just at the deep soul gut level. We want to fix it. Every single person wants to fix the brokenness because it's not how it was made to be. It's not how we were made to be. And yet we are powerless by ourselves. We cannot do enough to fix the brokenness. We need Jesus. And so I hold sorrow and I also hold hope in the same way that I hold brokenness and the goodness of God because I believe that Jesus is coming to restore all things. And I believe that the Holy Spirit has begun that restoration work even now. And I believe that he has not lost control, that he has not gone, that he is not distant, but that he is good. And he is with us in the middle of it all. And he is with us and he sees us and he knows us and he loves us. And he has a plan and he is working out that plan in our lives despite all of the heartache and loss and pain and brokenness that we face. And the fact that I long for this restoration gives me hope that it exists and that it will exist. We sang in church today about just the goodness of God. We sang about the hurt and the brokenness and about his goodness. And so I just want to encourage you guys as I close to be asking seeking to become to a place where you can hold that paradox, where you can hold that mystery and that tension. That yes, this is a broken place and horrible, horrible, hard things happen. And yet God is good and he loves you and he is working things for you and he is restoring you and he will restore 
this world. As we build a faith around that kind of theology, it's a strong faith, guys. Not based on some kind of formula or thing that I understand or promise that I'm claiming, but on a God who exists and who loves us and who will never let us go. And we embrace all the emotions that come with that. And we become the people that he wants us to become. And I'm okay with not having solid answers, concrete understanding. Because in my own life, I have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living, even in the most broken things. He has never left me. He has always been there. And he's always been working things for the good in my life because he is good. So guys, I hope that you can believe that. And even if you don't feel it right now, that you can hold on to hope that it's true. And I hope and pray that you too will see the goodness of God in the land of the living today, tomorrow, and every day, even if it's just the simplest thing, like a sunrise or a baby smile or a crocus in bloom or whatever it is, that you would see his goodness and know that he loves you. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.